0: Asia Tech Podcast, voice of the Asian tech ecosystem.
1: We are ready. This is Asia Tech Podcast. My name is Graham Brown, joined by Regina Larco. We're going to talk about, well, so much, hashtag impact podcast, your journey, as well as how you got there to starting a podcast, what you've learned in the process. Regina, welcome.
0: Hi, Graham. I'm so excited to be invited to your awesome show. It's such an honor. Well, i excited to hear your questions.
1: The honor is mutual. You actually, I think, started the podcast before I started mine. So I don't know who's Did honoring I? Yeah, October 2016, because- I'm looking at notes here.
0: October 16 was the kind of like the the, the website, right. uh, the address, the domain was bought and I launched in 2017, February 2017. But I've been trying to find out when was your uh, start off point. I was curious mm. now. So I was trying to scroll back, but you've done so many episodes. So yeah. I couldn't really get to the, I couldn't really get to that launch date of your show. When yeah, was that? But-
1: January two thousand and seventeen. So we're about the same oh my time. Gosh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So all right. Well, let's talk about the hashtag impact podcast first. The name sort of gives away a little bit about what you're talking about. Let's talk about what you talk about. What is the theme of hashtag impact? And what kind of people do you have on your show?
0: Mm. So my show is all about the most inspirational change makers in town here in Hong Kong. Uh, I interview people that are driving social impact and sustainability initiatives Mm. here in the city, and I want to give them a platform to share their stories, have a conversation with them, and get other people excited about what they do. Um, So that has always been my vision for this show, to um, bring, bring people in that maybe need to be recognized more and Mm. um, uplifted and celebrated Um, the underdogs and the visionaries and they work through so many different industries but they all have one thing in common that they and now the idealist regina the little girl inside my heart comes in like they want to make the world a better place Mm. as tacky as that sounds and they they are doing great work so i've been interviewing really really incredible uh, people based here In Hong Kong for the past one and and a half years.
1: The the underdogs though, why, you know, I I love what you're saying. And you you also mentioned this in your um, description of the show that it's about giving a voice to people who don't necessarily have one. So, you know, those underdogs, they might just be really busy doing what they're doing. Why do you feel that you need to do that? You know, why don't we just sort of celebrate the big names, the big companies, the big brands, the, the celebrities doing this kind of work?
0: I mean, they get so much recognition already, Graham, don't you think? Yeah. I feel they have all these, you know, there are loads of companies out there that kind of like have already made it or they have huge marketing budgets to push their messages out in the world but then there are so many so so many voices that are not heard mm. and why why go after why go after the stories that have been told a million times already by a million other uh media outlets i feel it's more it's for me it's more rewarding as well to 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 have a like start a relationship and make a connection with the guests on my show because most of them are, are founders of social enterprises and, and uh, charities. And they are just the, the best people to work mm. with. So actually, there's a little selfish reason as well, Graham. You know, they are just so lovely people. I surround myself with a community of mm goodness and that gives me so much motivation as well to keep going and keep believing and you know keep working hard to grow this platform as well so that their stories get heard by a growing audience of my podcast too
1: Mm. it's like that Jim Rohn quote isn't it you are the sum of the five people you hang around with on a daily basis Mm. and you might Mm. not hang around with these people but just to do a, a podcast with somebody you can count them as part of that group that Impacts you. You know, if you hang around with these people, do a podcast interview, it shapes what you think and your expectations. And you come away from a podcast thinking, wow, that was really inspiring. I've got to raise my game here. Like, I feel like motivated to go and do something.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Good. Okay. Well, I want to put this out there just for the listeners who haven't actually tapped into hashtag impact podcast. You talk about a whole wide range of different subjects from, I'm going to throw it out there, me too female leadership to poop. So you've got like a really interesting <laughs> oh broad spectrum. I was looking through and listening to some of this stuff. They go, wow, this is like really broad, but at the same time, you know, it's all about positive change. How, how do you, you know, okay, with, within all that group of different ideas and different kinds of people from different backgrounds how do you make that sort of all hang together i know you talk about impact but what exactly is that because it could be so many different things is there a specific definition Mm. that you work with
0: Mm. Uh, actually good question but there is for me the overall um theme and the definition that I, how I choose my guests as well, is that they, that they have a clear vision of what they want to see changed in the world. And Mm. mm, it may be, uh, working on health programs to make people raise awareness for their own fitness and that we can really encourage the listeners to think about topics that maybe they've read about, or maybe they've heard about, but really get these people that are featured on the show share their passion mm. and their drive for their causes. Um, give them a platform. So really, the the I, what I try to do uh, in like in the last season, what I did for the very first time is that because my topics are so broad and it goes from humanitarian work to helping the homeless, from zero waste topics, from like having this broad, 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 like. Range of topics that can be overwhelming uh, to narrow it down with a theme for each season. Mm. So all the topics that you have just mentioned were the, the past season three, where I had, they had one thing in common. They were all women that were featured. It was like female driven impact. Uh, so that was then the overall theme that they had in common for the next season, I'm looking at founders. So what do they have in common? I Mm. think there's always like certain characteristics. They all share that they are determined and they are purpose driven. And then it, for me, it doesn't really matter if they want to clean up the environment or if they want to, um, pull children out of poverty. If they want to do good, then they're my heroes. And Mm. then I want to tell their stories.
1: Absolutely. And I know, for example, you mentioned underdogs as well. I want to come back to that. But, you know, I guess these stories are not necessarily the ones which get a lot of coverage in the mainstream media. and That's why, you know, it, in a way, it's great to give them a platform like what you're doing. At the same time, have you ever done an interview or um, has there been a particular story that you featured which has blown you away because, you, you know, you maybe went into a subject where you had some expectations, but then you had a conversation with that person and it maybe changed a lot of your assumptions. I mean, has there been that kind of subject there? I mean, because you're not necessarily as a much an expert on the subject matter as the people that you bring in. So I guess they're bringing a lot of stuff that you don't know because it's not out there in the big media. So have you been blown away at all by any of your guests?
0: but all of them all, all of, of them. them i've been i've been asked that many times and i know i'm so like diplomatic i'm like the worst uh guest on a podcast because i'm like never saying i'm never giving you i, I will never give you one person because mm. in each and and i'm not and, and this is not something that it's not that I don't want to pick someone but it's because I can't yeah because from the first episode every time I sit down with a person and learn from them and have this conversation with them you know I go in with a certain storyline with certain interview questions that I would love to raise but then the conversation always takes us different places and then in each episode there was something where I'm like oh Wow, that was a surprise now. Mm. I mean in the second episode, it's it's absolutely hilarious because we've been uh, I've been interviewing this urban farmer here in Hong Kong who has built this like amazing rooftop farms and and really pushes uh, urban farming and and pushes the conversation about how we look at our food and how we can vote with our fork to make better decisions to uh, you know support local farmers and so on. And then he took me up to this rooftop. And we walk around and he shows me his rooftop garden, so to say. And we've been, we we kept recording and recording. Mm. And then all of a sudden I see for the very first time, uh, an aubergine, how it's actually growing on a plant. And I, you know, me, a city dweller, like actually the perfect (laughs) target group for this organization who has always, you know, shopped in a supermarket, really, from when I was little, Uh, it changed my perception and it opened my eyes. And although it's only me there that can be there in person for the interviews with each and every one of these people Mm. that I record with. I want to take the listener like on this journey with me, like coming from a perspective of, I'm almost not just the interviewer or the the person asking a question. I'm actually going in there with this listener mm. mindset as well, and with the mindset of I want to learn. You you said like I'm not an expert on any of these topics. Like I, I'm, people assume that now. Like I did a lot of topics when it comes to zero waste um, discussions, and now. People have been asking me questions about this topic. And then I say, you know, I'm not an expert in this at all. You have to reach out to my guest. Mm. And then you learn what what you can do in your own household to produce less waste and so on. And that's really what it's all about. I'm just that platform to give, to give really an audience to these awesome people that I feature. Mm.
1: The connector. Well... I'm going to ask you a bit about what it's done for you in terms of your profile and your brand and so on in a bit. Go back to, I, I love this story about the aubergine farmer, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a great picture painted in our heads, right? It's It reminds me a lot of, there is a certain type of documentary. I mean, we're all familiar with travel documentaries. And, you know, in the old days, they would be done like in radio or in the audio format, or now people can do them on YouTube, obviously. There's a lot of popular You know, they're not high production value travel documentaries, but very real. And then also, I mean, I know a lot of people who are in the podcast world are fans of NPR in the US, which is you know public radio, which is very much done like This American Life, where they would go like you to on location, take their recording gear, and you know they would do an interview with a farmer, for example, in Ohio, as an example. And talk about him in his life and then talk to all these people and capture these sound bites. So you... And I know, for example, on your podcast as well, there's that audio ambience. Like m- mine's done in a studio. It's very different, but yours is done with like the noise. It reminds me of like NPR where you'd go to the farm, you'd hear like the the tractor or you'd hear the animals and you'd hear people talking in the background in the market. It creates that sort of like patchwork of sounds. You, you've deliberately seemed to have gone for that kind of vibe with the podcast that you do. And I'm wondering what's sort of driving that.
0: I just love that. You know, I just love to, to go to the people where they, where they actually work and see, what they do, and that that always becomes part of the story too. It doesn't always work out. Sometimes we also record in just in a co-working space, and if their you know, a space in Hong Kong is limited, and sometimes they invite me to their office, but sometimes they also prefer to record somewhere outside. So then I've invited them sometimes to my co-working office, or even like once we done, I only done one studio recording so far, and that was great as well, and it was a great experience. But I still, uh, yeah, I do enjoy these moments when I get to go out like Mm. I just one recording I did just taking a walk while walking I think there could be a whole season I have so many ideas about other shows like I just like one of my favorite podcasts is a, a German podcast where the guys just Taking a walk with interesting people, and they're like walking around for two hours, and they're just chatting uh, in the street. But he's always going to where they live, and then the the city becomes part of the conversation too. They, mm. they 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 he walks with them through their favorite neighborhoods, and they they tell stories according to like, oh, we just passed this bakery, and that's yeah. where I shopped my croissants for the last fifty years of my life. Or so, it's so authentic in a way, and it's so imperfect and that's what i love yeah. about it too i was really obsessed about um in the beginning especially that the, the intro and all those things that you should have like really studio quality and starting out you know I, I, there were a lot of mistakes and my audio quality still is not as crisp and as amazing as you in your studio and i'm not getting into the details now what i did today to make my 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 wannabe studio here as perfect sound for you as possible mm. today, but this, th- there's something about the imperfection of things also going wrong mm. sometimes and noise in the background, be it a coffee machine just making sound or a dog who would not stop barking at one of my conversations I had. Like this this guy was just pouring out his heart about the cause he's working for and then this dog wouldn't stop par- barking. But it was part of it because we were in his, mm. in his fair trade cafe and there was another guest sitting at the other side of the table. And if you as a host comment on that or bring that into the story, then I think it's really... Powerful, and the listener gets to go on a journey with you. Mm. So that's
1: exciting. W- why do you think there's a real, you know, value in that? Why do you think that people enjoy that? Because I guess the people that love it love it, and those that don't don't. And you're not trying to convert people. Those that kind of want that ambience that you're creating, that reality. And some people may say, "Let just shut that dog up. That's really annoying me." But the other people say, "I love that. It creates. I can see myself in this story you're telling." Why do you think people like that in a world now where, for example, if you go onto Instagram, everybody looks perfect. Everybody's on a private jet. Every woman in the gym's got a perfect figure and, you know, the filters are on the face and so on. and They look like cartoon characters right now. So why do you think that you're doing something quite different to that? Why is there a need for that, that this sort of very raw, um, real storytelling.
0: Because it's more relatable, I think, because we're all imperfect. Like we all have, even though as we try so hard all the time, especially in this age of social media to keep up appearances and Mm. be that, you know, person that is so together and has like a really polished life you curate certain stories around your persona, right? Or around your brand. Like now I see that with the podcast. I'm usually not, you know, I was for years, I was off off social media because I was living in mainland China and it was just blocked. Mm. And I was really almost like, I felt... Uh when at first I couldn't access Facebook anymore, I felt like an addict who couldn't get to the drugs, right? I'm like, oh, my God, I have to check in yeah. with what – I have to post something. I have to share this with someone, what I just experienced. But then it was the greatest experience ever to be like really off Facebook for. Like five years while I was living in mainland China, but now coming then moving to Hong Kong and also of course building a brand from scratch, you need to you need to be visible as well on on mm. social media or at least I feel that there's a pressure of, of you having to do that and I see it as a great tool to to do that. Uh, but at the same time, this is such a um as 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 curated and as polished as certain posts. Then can look uh, when you then listen to the audio episode. There is this realness and authenticity and mm. yeah, all, my, all of my imperfections as well. Like often I don't know how to pronounce a certain word, and then there's this blurb, and then I'm, I'm not going to edit that out. Mm. You know, it's part of it's part of the it's 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 part of life. I think mm. we are each and every one of us is imperfect. And if we just give up of always trying to pretend that everything is, it's actually really refreshing. It's mm. super, super, super refreshing. And it makes you feel better, right? I mean, how does it make you feel, Graham, if you look at some of these Instagram accounts of these perfect people, right? It just, for me, it's so frustrating. And you know, I can't, like, I, I get really, really depressed. Like, mm. I, God, I'm not that successful. I'm not that perfect. I, My kid is not looking like that dressed up and polished like reality looks different mm. and i think that's what 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 excites people then as well like, that's what i heard from my listeners when they say that's why they come back mm. and that's the beauty of the audio as well and what you will hear from your listeners too that it of course it's who loves it who loves it really loves it and comes back and then that connection that you have with people that love what you do is so powerful and the ones that don't love it, that just liked a little bit that maybe follow you on Instagram because they, they like it. Then, you know, it's not the bond or the connection is not very strong. Hmm. And then those people might not listen to my episodes, but that it doesn't matter because the ones that do, they really get something out of it. And Hmm. that's the, I think that's the power of it. The power of this format Mm. how do you feel about it i would love to hear your your view on that well
1: this is one of the questions and you're 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 going into the you know my favorite space it's like why do we podcast and you know i'm speaking to people like you and many of the hosts around asia in particular and asking them similar kind of questions like what's the driver and it's interesting that there is this theme and it seems to be developing that this you know i think we we've established this talking to you is that this is not a not an interview. This is a conversation. And that's quite important because the interviews is everything you said. It's the Instagram version of it. It's okay, we'll cut that out or you got somebody's name wrong or um, ah, and there's a dog in the background. That's all the stuff that gets edited out in an interview. But a conversation is real. And it sort of makes me think, why? Why do we want these conversations? And why, you know, if you look at... For example, the most successful podcast in the world today, you've got like Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan as an example. The Joe Rogan podcast is three hours long. You know, why are there three hour long podcasts in a time where people say to us, oh, I don't have 10 minutes to listen to a podcast, right? They There seem to be people going the other way, like whether it be in the, the length of the podcast or the the more gritty, authentic style, which you're doing, the realness of it. And I sort of sit and wonder about this, Regina, and I I think, you know, my theory, whether this is wrong or not, but I'm sort of going with this theory is that, you know, we live an increasingly fake and digital life where we talked about Instagram and filters and you know, even the word friend doesn't mean what it used to mean, right? It's been changed by social media. Or, you know, if you, if you like something, it's a heart, right? I mean, where did that come from? Like, you know, like and love, like you say, with the audience are not two of the same things, right? But they've been, everything's being changed by social media. Yet, there was a time when we had conversations, when people sat around at a table and and, you know, after dinner, they didn't do this, right? You know, like you see in Singapore, <laughs> same in Hong Kong. Or you sat with a friend and talked or campfire. You know, there was a campfire. And that goes way back to, you know, our tribal days where we gathered around a campfire and talked and told stories, right? And that's, that's missing in our lives. And I think that the podcast, in a way, is like a strike back against that world saying, look, this is about human stories and this is the format to recapture that and i think that what you're doing is absolutely the right way to do it is to say right i'm not doing interviews on the podcast medium i'm telling human stories and that means it's going to be really you know human it's going to be a conversation that you feel like you're part of you're sitting around and you know as regina's talking to this farmer about aubergines i'm there You know, I'm feeling it, listening to it. So I think that's what we've got to get more of. And that's kind of what we're learning. When uh, more and more I speak to podcast hosts, they're like, oh, yeah, this is what it's about. I get it. Like, you know, I'm not trying to do a 30-minute interview with a a guy about his job. It's the person behind the job that I'm really interested in. That's my theory. Anyway, I I, know might think I'm crazy. I'm I'm,
0: I'm, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. And that's why people are drawn to it. And... I feel a little bit, almost like um, a missionary here in Hong Kong. Oh. Also, among my friends, sometimes when it comes to podcasting or trying out podcasts, there are a bunch of people that I introduced this to that were like, "What is a podcast?" And like, "What? I have that on my phone. What? What does that cost?" And so on. I I also only stumbled upon it by accident. Really, I'm I'm also only for a few years. I've Okay, maybe now it's um, eight years or so when I had like my first iPhone, I found I found that by accident mm. in one, one lonely lunch break in Beijing. That's another story for another time when I was just scrolling, like looking at my new apps on my phone and I was like, what is that purple thing? Like, what does that mean? And I thought when once I clicked on it and it was this um, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes logo and all these things popped up. I I thought I had subscribed accidentally to some like super super expensive um, subscription to get these like audiobooks or so. I didn't (laughs) I didn't I I only learned about podcasts then. And but it goes back to 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 like making people um yeah slow down a bit as well and, Mm. and, and 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 look inside them and don't get always so distracted by other, other, I don't know, visuals that we see or, or, or notifications, you know, this attention span that's so short now. Mm. It's having actually listening to a conversation, um, even if you're doing something else at the same time, right? You Maybe you're commuting while you're listening to a podcast or maybe you're cooking while you're listening to a podcast, but at the same time, you are, you are slowing down because you actually cannot really multitask. You can, could like do something else, um, like you could walk or you could, you know, steer a pot of, of food or so. But you couldn't like at the same time. At least I can't. I can't listen to a podcast and at the same time do my admin and do hmm. do other stuff on the on on my work. I actually listen, and there is something really relaxing about that too. Just hmm. like. Because we're so on all the time, right? There's something, something calls for our attention all the time. And it's, it's it's exhausting. Mm. I wish, I wish, yeah, sometimes I worry a bit about how my daughters grow up now. Like we are that generation that grew up knowing of a world not being online, right? We were Mm. offline. We had an offline youth and, and we built friendships in like on the playground, Mm. playing with kids
1: mm. and
0: now it's just it's really changed
1: yeah absolutely this is a fascinating subject i i, I uh I, I want to ask you about that slowing down part i did a, an interview sorry a conversation with uh, uh radu palomario who's the host of the supply Chain logistics podcast i mean talk about niche but you know somebody's really passionate about that and we were chatting like this and he said um You know, one thing I'm learning about doing in my podcast is like to be present in the actual podcast. So you mentioned it about listening. I'm wondering about actually being in the podcast now, like chatting, talking, having a conversation and being present in that moment. And something I'm kind of learning as well, Regina, is like, you know, just to not worry about the next question and just kind of listen to what you've got to say. And if you say something interesting, let's go with it. And actually just tuning into what you've got to say as well. Like for me now, it's really important, right? And just sort of trying to understand what you're saying and what you really mean by that and not worrying, even forgetting about what the audience is thinking, just think, focusing on this conversation. How do you find in your podcast, your, your conversations that you have, are you able to get those moments where you slow right down? You're sitting with this person, and you think, wow, this is a really amazing conversation and not worrying about too much like, okay, 40 minutes is up, let's finish this now. Do you have those moments?
0: Yeah, definitely. More and more the, the, as I was going along. I think the first few episodes were definitely super stressful because mm. I was so stressed out by all the technical the technical side of things that I'd never done before. And I just felt that the, the software is going to crash any mm. second. <laughs> Am I actually recording? Like, is this yep. actually recording? I was really worried about that. And that, that went on for quite a while, to be honest, like this whole like learning by doing, right. The more often you do it, then you start to trust your, your equipment as well. Mm. And then I, I, I learned to be also not so like, um, I learned to to let go of my questions as well and just be there and follow their lead and and what do you say about certain episodes? They were longer than 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 I originally had planned. I thought all of my episodes should be maybe around 30 minutes, and I don't know why I decided that. You know, you read all Mm. these, you read on all the forums like what's a good amount of time you should spend with your guest. But then certain conversations went on for an hour and they were, you know, these are the almost the most popular or these are the po- most popular episodes that I did are the like the longer ones. I see that they ke- keep being downloaded, although I, I, I published them more than a year ago. So obviously these conversations, they strike a chord and mm. they are long for a reason as well. Right. Mm. Mm, and that's uh, the whole active listening part, that it's something that's one of the most in demand skills, I heard, mm. um, and it's it's something that not a lot of people can do anymore because we are in a time where we don't take the time to actually li- listen. Mm. And I said that once to to I don't remember now was it a guest or just a friend where I said I wish there were or we should have conversations more often like as if we go on a podcast like mm, we should
1: absolutely let's
0: let's let's put a microphone on the table and just talk because that way you are on and you're in it and you in a way you know you do want to perform a bit as well right mm. we, we still know we are being recorded right now mm. right mm. graham we're I'm not just, we are not I'm just checking not it's working about that. Is, is it working yeah. it after what do. you
1: said you got me a bit worried there right is that on <laughs> <All> right, okay
0: <laughs> recorder is on so we still know yeah. that we are on the record but at the same time if we would just be if we would just be on the phone right now. Yeah. We probably already our mind would already think about oh, I'll be checking my emails as well. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry, what were you yeah. saying? Like that Yeah, but
0: we're saying like, oh some notification popped up, you're yeah. distracted. But now, you know, I have actually turned off my phone mm. so we don't get interrupted and won't have some buzzing now noise in mm. the background. I have. I'm here. I'm mm. here and I'm listening. And I try to be more mindful of that as well with conversations I have. And I'm not, I'm often failing at it, right? I see often that I'm also so distracted all the time, be it with my daughters to actually be there, give them my face, like really hear Mm. what they're saying Mm. or being on the phone with my mom and not already thinking about some other things that I had planned to do later on in the evening because it, 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 it shouldn't be like that. But unfortunately we get distracted Mm. But then on the podcast, on the record, it's, you are more in it, you are in it, 100%.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I know so many thoughts coming and going as you were talking as well. So, you know, that's the challenge, isn't it? To be sort of mindful and focused on that. Even when you're talking about your kids as well, you've got two daughters. I've got a a boy, 12 years old, and uh, he's sort of at the age now where he's discovered, you know, social media. So, I mean, obviously YouTube's been around for a while, but that sort of age where he's now WhatsApping friends, and you, you can see it happening. And then, like, he takes the phone to bed, and you got to put your, you know, a little bit of discipline to downtime. But I even remember, like, sitting after dinner, after we finished dinner, normally you just get up and write, I've got to get on, I've got to finish this email. But then to seeing him like asking me about maps and then asking me about flags because he'd done something in geography at school. And he was asking me about the old American flag. I was like, I don't know. Like he said, there's a flag, which is like a one star and it's all these stripes. It's not like the stars and stripes, you know, he says, what was that? And I said, I don't know. And then we'd look it up on Google and just had a conversation about it, which lasted about an hour. But to be, I mean, this is a challenge, even for us as parents that just be really mindful and, and in the moment of present in presence or being present in that conversation with our kids as well, because, That's the quality time, isn't it, that we don't have necessarily in the future we'll lose, right? Because they'll be off doing other things. And I think about it when you mention having a podcast, you know, wouldn't it be great to have these conversations with people like you're having a podcast? And I've had those where, you know, in the podcast zone in here in the studio or wherever you do it, where I can sit with somebody maybe I've known for years and then we do a podcast together it's like, wow it's like i didn't know that about you or we've gone really deep into this matter where where you know maybe if we were just kind of in a bar or having a coffee we just wouldn't even get there so i'm curious about what that is have you got to those sort of points with your podcast i mean have you sort of are there people that you've known and you've done a podcast with and you've got like really surprising results out of it
0: all the time. I mean, all the time. Because I go into my podcasts always doing a lot of research, and I I read about the guests on. I, I look how they present themselves and their work on their website. I check if they have spoken anywhere else. Sometimes I I met them before at an event. There are a lot of things, or I heard about them from someone else. So there are a lot of things that I that I think I know that I mm. think I know but then once we start the conversation they they there is this beauty about this format as well and I think that's why um that's why I asked you before like is there going to be a video as well or is there going to be this just going to be audio because if you are um you know in a in a closed room just the two of you and you're turning mm. on the microphone at some point you do kind of forget a little bit that there is a microphone mm. and you're just in the moment and then People open up, and I had this with one of my most recent guests. Um oh gosh I'm keeping uh, losing track of the numbers it was with uh the uh Asia Society uh, Hong Kong mm. Center and that was one of the first times that there was actually someone else in the room with us so someone from her team was just there as well sitting kind of like just being there as well and listening in and it it was that was totally fine with me she was just sitting there but then after the conversation she that woman had then shared a lot of things about her own um path as a woman in that space and how she uh how she no it was something different it was something about how she felt when she was a young um Taiwanese immigrant in the US and how lonely it felt at times being there and and having teachers that helped her during that difficult time and then that colleague of hers then after after the recording then said wow you know i've been to so many meetings with her and so many i've heard so many of her amazing stories but that one i had never heard and that that is something that i'm always i'm looking for these magical Mm. moments where something is shared that is really real that maybe hasn't been shared on anywhere else Mm. so that would always be my goal to to get something out of the guests that they maybe discover about themselves as well while they're talking mm. you know it's almost like a little therapy you know we right now yeah, as well. yeah yeah we're like a little bit yeah little bit, little bit,
1: little absolutely as
0: well because your talking can be just it is so therapeutic mm. too and having someone that you don't usually talk to you know just the way you are in that conversation right now and the questions you ask me are so different than from what all the people that already know me and Mm. assume they know what I'm all about Mm. right
1: there's so many um sort of insights that you've shared there I mean that whole thing about trying to get a bit of an insight into that person that's not out there in the public domain that's you know I think that that's the skill which I want to ask you about that so let's park that I'll come back to that because I don't want to forget it and there's also that point about therapy I've had guests come in here and when they've done the the show, they take these headphones off and they go, wow, that was like therapy. They've actually said it. That was like therapy. And first time I, I heard that, it's like, wow, okay, fine. And then it happens a few times. I thought, like, wow, I should start charging them for this session, right? But you know, it's kind of, there's something magical there, isn't it? It's like nobody ever asked this person about their story in this kind of format or you know, okay, so tell me then, Regina, you know, why did you move to Hong Kong or those kind of things that they're just sort of assumed about your story? Like, for example, you talked about those, that coworker, right? You know, they've never had that. They never got to that stage of a conversation, yet you brought it out. So how do you do that? Because I could, you know, you're a great conversationalist and, you know, you're, you, you come across very approachable. Is there, I don't know, you say you, you're quite thorough in your research as well, when you sit with a guest and you talk to them, is there a certain, do you have to have a certain approach to get those kind of moments? Is there a bit of pushing, like pulling, probing, are there certain questions? How do you do that?
0: How do I do that? Hmm, I think what I do from the from the start before I even, um, or when I invite them to the show, I would I would I have like an information sheet, so to say, like what this show is mm. all about and what I want to achieve. So I kind of like opened the conversation already, even if we have haven't even met before um, or even if we have met before, but they don't know much about the show yet. I would give them a lot of like or maybe not a lot it's like a one pager where Mm. I give some insights into what I'm all about as well you know I shared some of my secrets so to say they're not really secret but I want Mm. I'm you know I put in there like what my background is what my what my dream was as a child like what I wanted to become what I want this podcast to be I, I share about my vision and I want them to understand that I say it to them, like, I want this to be a conversation as if two friends are talking and Mm. someone else is just listening listening in. And, and I kind of set the tone for that conversation. And I, I share as well, like I would, I, I will ask you about certain things that came up to me like while reading your biography or while reading your website that i was wondering like okay so what's the what's the story behind that mm. and it might get personal as well so i would always tell them after we recorded the interview if something came up like that was really because i know it had happened like something personal came up from, from their journey, something related to their family or something related to, to a a job they were unhappy with in the past. Then I always ask them once we have turned off the recorder, is there something that came up that is, that you don't want published Mm. because I don't want to, how should I say? Like, um, I don't want to be confrontational. I mm. want this to be an interview that they are proud of having given or a conversation that they're happy to share as well with the world because that's the only way I can, you know, spread the word if they share the message mm. of this this podcast as well. And you know, it has no, there was nothing. I think there was one something that was about related to a product launch that wasn't that hadn't happened yet or something that it was just like a little Thing. and that was the only time and otherwise it was always okay for them to that they opened up that way and mm. some people open up more and some people open up less but I think the one the, the conversations that are the most successful or that have gotten the most um attention are the ones where there were these magic moments in it mm. you know? and sometimes they come from me as well you know sometimes I'm I'm sharing something on the podcast that I was like, where did that come from? Like I wasn't really meant to. I was really meant to, to right. give a blurb about my life here now. This is not about me. This is about the guest. But sometimes the guests they get it out of me as well. Right? Well, it is so- about you as
1: well. That's the key, isn't it? Because you are the common theme in every podcast. And you are why we listen to hashtag impact podcast, right? And that's important. I think what some hosts miss is that if they have an audience who were to listen to, let's say, a whole season of podcasts and learn nothing about the host, then the host has completely missed the point. Is that even though, yes, every story is about the guest, it's also about you in a way because your style and you drop these little nuggets and then you open up once in a while, and share this little insight into your life as well. And they think, oh, well, you know, I've learned a little bit about Regina as well. And every time, a little bit more and a little bit more, And that's really important because you're the reason why we'll come back and keep listening. And that is what we're trying to do here is that, you know, you're the bridge between the audience and that guest as well. So how important that is. And well, going back to that because I want to find out a little bit more because you did actually mention it. So I can't let it go. Dream as a child. I haven't asked you this because I think it's probably quite interesting and feels that sort of fits the gap, that missing sort of backstory. We haven't talked a lot about your backstory, Regina. Obviously, um, you know, we could if we had a two-hour podcast. As a child, I mean, you grew up in Austria, but your dream as a child, tell us a little bit about what that was.
0: I had so many dreams. Which <laughs> one should I start with? Well, and,
1: you tell yeah,
0: me. The, there was the, the idealist dream. You know, the, like looking at professions, I, I one of my biggest dreams um, for the longest time, was being a radio host. Oh, no. there you go. Look, that makes how sense. About right? that. How di- about that?
1: When did when did that start? Then, how old are you when that started?
0: Uh, when did that start? I think I was like in maybe in. Now maybe I was already a bit older, maybe I was already like in high school or like really early, like I would be maybe 10 years old or so, like just starting high school when I did my first interviews with my cousin and oh, wow. we were pretending to play like, yeah, she was a star mm. and I would interview her and or the other way around. So we would like play, have these role plays, you know, there was no the, the iPad, right? We would actually play that we would, we wouldn't watch the star on TV. We would pretend to be the star and get interviewed and all mm. that. So, there is a lot of that element of that um, yeah audio that was already as a child, really, uh, you know, it kind of makes sense now that I'm doing this, and I'm happy that I'm living one of my childhood dreams now, mm. right? Yeah. And I had there was this one radio host in Austria that I, I just loved her show so much. And I think that's the approach why I wanted to be so like why I want to get this personal nuggets as well because that's how what she's doing. She what goes was to her people's name? homes. Claudia Stöckel, you have to Claudia Stockel. Right. yeah. Uh, and she she goes to people's homes. She has been on the air for 20 years with her show, so she is a great role model with like yeah. you know uh, keep keeping up the momentum, yeah. And she would go to people's homes and 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 interview them during like having breakfast with them, and it was always so, awesome. such an intimate and nice show. I want to do that. I'm totally gonna copy that. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Watch out for for a show with like having breakfast with with when well, you're
1: kind of awesome. there, aren't you? I mean, you're not having breakfast. But you're going to people's worlds in very sort of like personal format, you know. So you are that for the modern age in a way.
0: Yeah. So that was one of my many dreams. Mm. I I think like many, like a lot of children or like children are rightfully... Uh, doing they are they're having all these dreams mm. and what they want to be and what they want to become you know i wanted to be a teacher at some point when then then i was much younger and i my little brother always had to we played school like my poor brother you know like oh god Unless you didn't
1: dress him up us, as a it was ribbons in his hair
0: no, we we there are no high like no school uniforms in, in Austria, not in our school, and he had to play school with me, oh. like so there's a certain element of I think all these dreams that I had. you know, mm. a big dream I had later on in high school was to be an actress. like, and there are so many elements of the dreams I had, mm. and one of them was also to be a world changer, you know, make the world a better place. Like as a child growing up in Austria, it was, there was a war in Eastern Europe. There were a lot of refugees in my class that I made friends with that had lost their homes that, you know, the, these crisis, humanitarian crisis that really had a face for me because they were my friends and and there were these elements of me wanting the world just to be a good a better place there Mm. shouldn't be war like that was something i always dreamed about why can't the world not be a peaceful place and everyone lives happily ever after like in a fairy tale Mm. but all these i think little elements now when i look at my journey and then also what the studies i took and where my my studies then brought me that is china and then the experiences i had in china working for a non-profit for five years and the, the impact that I tried to drive there, but then in the end, not feeling that I've really accomplished what I wanted, led me then to also to this, starting this show and going after change makers that mm. I wanted to feel inspired by.
1: I think so you, you, all these yeah.
0: dreams, they all come together. Of mistake, right? yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. They all in Steve Jobs style, looking back, joining the dots. Mm. They all make sense. The radio mm. show host, teacher, actress, changing the world, in a way, you know, maybe just being one of those would not be enough, not being able to achieve all those goals. But to put it all together, in terms of what you're doing, it has all those elements, doesn't it? I mean, even teaching, you're not necessarily giving lessons, but teachings about education rather than schooling isn't it and it's about showing people what's possible and sharing stories i mean you know we all learn through stories more than anything right go way back i mean your kids now your two daughters they'll be absorbing stories that you tell them at bedtime and so on that's how we learn about the world so in a way you are a teacher through a different medium but not a teacher in class if you like and then being an actress as the performing part of what you do like being live and you know talking to doing it in front of people you don't know like me for example and you know the best way to change the world maybe is to give a voice to those who are doing it right you know that in a way means you can multiply your efforts isn't it rather than just one person trying to change it's a whole you know as they say it takes a what's the 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 saying it takes there's, a t- this beautiful thing right? it takes a village, a village to, yeah. raise a, to
0: raise a child or how was it like something like that
1: somebody of? will have to tell us yeah exactly the moment is gone but yeah exactly that's what you're doing you're creating that village isn't it that whole thing and I, what i love about you in terms of what you've done is you've um it's like in the old days like claudia stuckel if i was right right she she worked in old school media in in radio and to get a job in radio or tv or or as a writer as a journalist you would have to get a job interview and get a job right and you'd have to train for that and it would require somebody to say okay then regina we're going to give you a job you're going to write for us you're going to be our reporter you're going to be our tv anchor yet today you can just pick yourself and you've done that nobody said regina start this podcast you decided to start it yourself and i'm what I want to sort of ask you about is like advice for those people out there who are thinking about doing a podcast, but they're thinking, oh, no, 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 I'm not an expert in logistics. I'm not an expert in social impact or VC or whatever it might be. What would you say to them? Given, I mean, you are living proof of just get up and do it, right? How would you inspire those people to, you know, get started?
0: that they should just do it. They should just do it. And I think one of the, once you start podcasting, so many people are reaching out to you wanting to learn about podcasting, right? Does this happen to you as well? Oh yeah. And then I, every time one of the, the fears, the big fears that I always hear is who is going to listen to that? And that was the same fear I had. And it's the same fear that keeps keeps me going as well. Because mm. now it's not just about who is going to listen, because now people listened. But, oh, my God, are they going to keep listening? Yeah, like, And are there going to be more people listening? So, you know, whoever is out there listening, thinking about it and feeling, oh, can I really do it? Can I really pull it off? It's something that those worries we still have as well, right, Graham? You, mm. me, we always have to push beyond that the that feeling of um whew, are we gonna make a fool of ourselves here mm, today mm, i don't yeah. know when people are gonna listen to this conversation what are they gonna say are they gonna are they gonna stop listening to hashtag impact podcast oh my god yeah maybe they will maybe they will start listening to it but that that feeling of 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 the unknown um is is terrifying mm. of course it is because you Put yourself out there. And there is, of course, uh, uh, there's always a chance that there won't be the people listening that you expect to listen. But I think if you come about it from the right angle, thinking about it, what will I get out of it? Hmm. And we haven't even gotten to that point yet that you get Back so so much because Mm. you will learn a new skill, you will become a better listener. I mean, it depends what kind of show you wanna do. If you wanna do a conversation style show, you're just gonna become a better, better listener, better interviewer. You might be able to run, you know, panel discussions in the future, be a moderator somewhere, be a speaker. It will teach you so, so much that it's not just about starting a podcast, it's about do you wanna invest in yourself to develop yourself. And mm. I, I feel if you're going in there for the right reasons, if you know why you want to do it, um, if it's just so that you, I don't know, I just want to have a podcast because it's like a hip thing to do right now. Right. Mm. Oh, it's so hip. Oh my God. Hollywood, no, all the VCs are like talking about podcasting now and all the money there is in podcasting. Forget about that. If that's your driver, then, then don't, don't even go there. Mm. I would say go there for the go for uh, go for it for the right reasons and mm. don't be don't be scared to 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 try it mm. and I'll I'll subscribe Let's send me your link and I'm I'm gonna subscribe and then you're gonna have a listener.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you know, uh, all the right reasons. Do it for yourself and your personal development and other people and those conversations that you're gonna have and giving those people a voice as well, rather than you know what's the business case necessarily out of that. That will come later on. So, you know, if you, people worry about audiences, obviously, but I tell people, I think from my own sort of personal experiences, don't worry about the audience, like the audience is a bonus. Like if I can have a conversation with Regina today, I've got to meet somebody who's got a really interesting story and, you know, we have this conversation we were talking about this off air, weren't we, it's that, you know, you, you surround yourself with good people is that you can have those conversations and you come away from it thinking, wow, okay, cool. A, there's somebody else out there doing a similar kind of thing as me, which is great. I'm not so crazy after all. And then the other thing being is that, well, they're doing this. I should do something better in this. You know, I should like, you know, when you tell me about your, you, and you go and do on location and like the aubergine farmer, right? It's like, yeah, wow, that's really cool. I would like to do something like that. Try that out. You know, try something new. And it challenged myself a little bit, right? So all those reasons, I think, are the best reasons to do it. And then, you know, if you have people who listen to it, that's great. That's a bonus because if nobody listens to it, you still got a lot of value. You still meet amazing people and have great conversations, right? So come for the right reason. And I think you'll get rewarded in the long term, won't you? And I'm sure you're getting rewarded now. You're getting people reach out to you. So apart from the ones saying, hey, Regina, how do I start a podcast? What sort of conversations have you had as a result of now being a public figure and doing something, you know, you're putting, you're putting yourself out there and inviting criticism as well, I guess. Right. So tell me a little bit about the kind of things that people reach out for you.
0: So far, they've been really kind. Like the people that do reach out usually are the ones that really just love the show. And wanna get involved. And I think that's what keeps me going as well, because I would be lying if I if I would say everything is so great and everything is so easy and I love every single day of it. There are often these moments where I then doubt it as well. You know, I'm doing this full time. I'm building something from scratch. I'm 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 so many learnings along the way. I, I I sometimes I also feel overwhelmed by the by the vision that I have with this. Um but then it's these moments where these strangers when like the first strangers reached out that was Mm. a while back now but they keep reaching out and they don't only say I want to or like oh I love that episode it's more the people that reach out say I loved that and how can I get involved Mm. so now I have people reaching out and they want to they want to be part of it like they really want to become part of of hashtag impact, of that, of that idea that I'm having of sharing these stories. And they, you know, they want to help out. They want to help me improve and get the word out. And this is something that is so, so, um, how should I say? Almost, uh, almost scary because Mm. now I feel, oh my God, all these people, like I, I have this responsibility now, you started something, I I started something. I cannot let these people down, you know? So even when I have these moments where I'm like, oh God, it's, you know, I haven't slept an hour tonight and my daughter's kept me up and, but I have this really mm. important conversation that I have to go to and I feel like, am I going to perform? Is it going to be the good, is it going to be a good conversation? Because I feel my brain is just, you know, fog and it's just, you know, you know how that, do you remember how that feels?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. always.
0: Yeah. Yes. And then I, but you know, that's then what, that, what gets me out there as well. Mm. And then saying like, okay, um, there are people waiting for this and I'm going to, and this is not just my mom and my dad and my husband and my friends that are always supportive, no matter what crazy idea I come with. Uh, these are actually people that have just by accident stumbled upon the podcast mm. through, you know, through, I don't know, found it on Spotify. One student has reached out and said, oh, they they are so drawn in by these charities that I featured. How they can can they get involved with these charities for a project? And that's what I feel. That's why I'm doing this as mm. well. Yeah. So Amazing. Well, it's, let,
1: let, really nice. no, it's great. I think, you know, the fact that you understand that it's, you know, you've got that responsibility is great because now you're, you are creating impact, right. As a result of doing it, there's a responsibility that comes with it as well, which is great because that, that is a real motivator. It's not just, Oh, this is nice. Now, if you stop doing it, people will miss it. And I think that's when you're really making a difference, isn't it? You leave a hole in people's lives, right, if you stop this podcast. So let's help a few people more stumble upon your podcast. Let's give it a shout out. How can people find the hashtag impact podcast, Regina?
0: The easiest way is just to head over to www.hashtagimpact.com and there you find all the links how to subscribe, how to yeah, get involved, how to reach out, subscribe to the newsletter. Yeah. Loads of fun happening over there yeah so you actually have to type it in you know h-a-s-h i'm not going to spell it out for you yeah we'll put it in the show notes don't worry put it please put it in the show notes because that has been confusing to people that you i mean of course there is in the web address there's not actual hashtag sign Right, right you actually have to sign it write the letters but when you would search for it on itunes or so then you have to use the
1: right it's a test so regina it's a, it's a it's test tricky you want to make so sure that the right, that kind, exactly that the right kind of audience we're gonna
0: test out which who can find it <laughs> and if you find it through graham's show please let me know and let exactly. me know that that graham graham brought you here exactly you
1: know? well yeah um, hopefully i can introduce you to some new listeners and probably some people already listen to your podcasts who listen to this one and some of the other podcasts aligned to this feature as well so if you do listen to regina's podcast then do leave a review that would be really useful reviews really help us as podcast hosts as well and you know itunes spotify the usual they love reviews they help share that with your network and people who want to kind of discover this as well so leave a good review um And let Regina know a little bit about what you feel about the podcast. You can reach out to her there and, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and just say hi, which I think is, you know, people listen to podcasts and they sometimes feel that they can't contact the host. But it is a two-way conversation as well. So if you do do that, then, you know, let Regina know a little bit about what kind of content you've been listening to, what it did for you as well. And that, you know, as we've already shared today, that's really what it's all about. When we get that kind of feedback, it really makes it all worthwhile. So that's yeah. Regina Larko. everybody. Really enjoyed having you on. Inspiring. Love what you're doing. And, you know, hopefully I can be part of that and supporting your mission and you know making those childhood dreams come true Just even one little step by getting you a bit more exposure out to the people who listen to this podcast as well hashtag impact podcast go and check it out we'll put all the details in the show notes regina i have had such a great time speaking to you and i would um, love to get you back on the show at some point in the future as well talk about the update because it's an evolving scene this podcasting as well we'd like to find out a little bit more about what's the latest in your journey so thank you so much today
0: Thank you so much, Graham. It was such a pleasure. And I cannot wait for, I hope you have someone who will interview you in this series of podcasters. stories maybe. as well.
1: Exactly. Surprise. Is
0: there going to be someone? Who yes. knows? Exactly. No, Somebody to, to I wanna, step I wanna, up. I, I would have so many questions for you, Graham. So uh, I'd love to have someone interview you from your team, you know, have wow. someone tell, ask you all those questions. Too. Oh, wow. Well, mm-hmm. maybe
1: maybe you What's can do Graham it, Regina. All about? There, exactly. Maybe
0: I can do it. Let there me you know. <laughs> I come on as your co
1: host. Why not? Thanks. There you go. It's a podcast Thanks. in the making. Regina, thank you so much. You've
0: been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at ATP.show.